0: Welcome to Creativity Boost with your host, Iradafe Owalabi, your guide on this transformative journey. We're here to help people with dreams and ideas of becoming something more but don't know how, why, where, or when to push out their brainchild in the form of a song, book, an app, a business, a brand, a movement, or something valuable. So if you don't want to go to the grave with that idea still in your head, then this is the podcast you've been waiting for. Did you know that a lack of innovation can end your career? It can make you retire untimely. It can run you out of business. And if you doubt me, you can ask companies like Blackberry, Nokia, or MySpace. So today I'm going to be sharing with you six different channels where you can get innovative ideas from because I've come to discover that a lack of innovation forces people to function inside the box called tradition in their career and in their business. And so if you are in a spot right now where you need fresh, innovative ideas to propel your business forward or to move your career to the next level or to just improve your life as an individual then you want to stick to the end of this video because I have something really powerful to share with you. Now how did I come up with these six different channels? I came up with these six different channels by my own personal experience and in my own personal and individual life and so I believe that you're going to find this valuable because if it worked for me and it worked for other people in contemporary times and even in ancient times it definitely will work for you before i begin i'm going to also explain to you a general concept of innovation innovation is different from creativity like i explained in my last episode if you've not listened to my last episode i encourage you to go back and listen to it it's titled what is the difference between innovation and creativity in that episode i explained that innovation means creating something out of something and creativity means creating something out of nothing. I also give you a scripture in the book of Ecclesiastes where Solomon made a very profound statement about innovation. And he said, The thing which had been is that which shall be The thing which has been done is that which shall be done. There is no new thing under the sun. So in other words, Solomon was trying to explain to us that there is no new thing under the sun. So every innovative idea you see today is a recombination of already existing ideas in unique manner. And so when you are able to understand this, you'll be able to become more innovative. So when you want to get creative ideas, you want to look above the sun. But when you want to get innovative ideas, you want to look under the sun. Even though we know we can get innovative ideas under the sun, I'm going to be showing you the different channels that are very close to you where you can go and plug in if you want to actually tap into innovative ideas for your small business, for your career, for your profession, for your own personal life, or for whatever it is that you're concerned about. So the first channel where you can get innovative ideas from is from past methods. You can get innovative ideas by looking at people who have come before you. Or looking at things that have been done before you and seeing how it was done and figuring out how you can adapt that thing into a new use case and improve on what was done before by tweaking it a little bit now if you study the evolution of technology in our world today you discover that every new technology actually comes about by improving an existing technology. Every new design, every new phone, every new gadget that you see today that is a trend or is a new innovation is actually an improvement on something that was existing before. Why? Because one of the best ways to innovate is to look at a past method and add something to it or recombine some old ideas in some unique permutation to come up with something new, something renewed. And if you remember what I said in my last episode, where I spoke about the Latin word for innovation, which is innovatus, that word means to renew, to reintroduce as new. So it's basically about looking at the past method and reintroducing that method as a new method. Now, the problem many people have is that they want to take a past method and they want to make a tradition out of it. They want to use it hook, line, and sinker without reinventing, without renovating and innovating on that existing principle and method. One of the best ways to be innovative is to study past methods, study past patterns and see how you can leverage those patterns by improving on those patterns. Did you know that Moses' career ended in an untimely manner because of his lack of innovation? Now, when Moses brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, they came to a point when they were all thirsty and there was no water. And when that happened, Moses cried to God and God gave him an idea and told him to take the people to a rock and strike the rock and water is going to come out of the rock for the people to drink. And when Moses did that, it worked. Now, several years down the line the same thing happened again and the people were crying for water they needed water and they were troubling Moses and Moses was so angry and he went back to God and God told him okay now speak to the rock now God was trying to teach Moses how to innovate and he was also trying to teach us the principle of improving on the past method God never likes to do something he did before the same way God always likes to improve on what he has done before so that he can display his creativity with every chance he gets that's why he said in the Bible I will do a new thing remember not the former things god was trying to take that past method that he had taught moses and reinvent that method and flip that method and tweak it a bit and add a new layer and sprinkle some innovation on that technique so that moses will be able to innovate in his career but moses was so boxed in the tradition of hitting the rock and instead of speaking to the rock In the innovative way that God had given to him, he went and he hit the rock two times. In other words, he was overflogging the method that worked before. And this is where many creatives find themselves. And this is why they are stuck. So maybe in your career, you are overflogging a past method because it worked before. Maybe in your business, you are overflogging a past method because it worked before. But God wants you to actually switch your mind and flip the switch on your creativity. God wants you to think outside the box of what had worked before so that you can begin to figure out new ways to penetrate new systems, penetrate new markets, acquire new customers by being innovative. And this was where Moses ended his career abruptly. He went and he hit the rock two times when God wanted him to speak to the rock. So the thing about innovation is that it takes the underpinnings of an existing idea and sprinkles some new ways and new patterns on it so it's about taking a pattern and we using that pattern in a unique way with some unique combination but Moses was too boxed in and so he took that pattern and he did not want to let go of that pattern that past method so you want to be able to know when to let go of something that worked before and innovate on that existing framework something new that will take you from where you are to where you need to be. Now, the next channel where I personally get innovative ideas is from history. I discovered that whenever I study history, whenever I study trends, whenever I study something that happened before many years ago, I'm able to better innovate and iterate on that framework or on that idea and generate something new, something fresh. And that's another channel for innovation. So, if you want to be more innovative, you want to be able to study the history of what you're working on. Maybe you're working in an office, you want to study the history of the company, you want to study the history of a product, you want to study the history of a client, a customer, you want to study their history, study their patterns, study what they do and how they do what they do over the periods of time. You may even want to study their finances, their revenue, their income, and figure out a way that you can innovate with the information that history provides you. You know, there's a popular saying that says that history repeats itself because man is a poor student of history. Now, the purpose of going back to history to find innovative ideas is not to go and copy things that were done in history to solve problems in the historical context and bring it into the now and try to use it without changing anything. No, that's not the idea. The idea of going back to history to find innovative ideas is to be able to figure out what had been done before and why those things were done before and see ways that you can adapt that by adding new combinations and new tweaks to it to make it better. And that's what Solomon was trying to explain in Ecclesiastes 1 verse 9 when he said, There is no new thing under the sun. The thing which shall be is that which has been. So when you're able to go back to history and understand the framework surrounding some practices or some methods that were used in history and figure out a way that you can... Within the boundaries or within the confines of what is currently existing, adapt on the historical solutions, you'll see that you've innovated something new. That's why if you look at fashion trends today, most of the fashion trends are actually iterations of what had actually been. Now, the same thing applies to Ben Carson. Ben Carson was not the first person to try hemispherectomy when he actually succeeded at it. People had actually done it and failed before. But before Ben Carson engaged in that procedure, he went back to history, he studied what was done before and how it was done before and why they failed. And he did that by looking at the history of that method. And when he studied the history of that method, he was able to figure out a way to innovate on that method and make it work. And that made Ben Carson a phenomenon. He etched his name in the sands of time by going back to history and figuring out a historical method that failed, why it failed and figuring out how to make it work in the context of now. That's another way you can get innovative ideas in your job. In your career, in your business, studying the historical context around whatever it is you're doing and figuring out ways that you can improve on that historical context. Now, the next channel where you can get innovative ideas from is from reading books. I find that reading books, my own personal journey, has been one of the easiest ways for me to actually come up with innovative ideas. When I read books, it stimulates my mind, it stimulates my creative juices to flow in the direction that I needed to flow. It gets me in the zone. So, the more you you're able to read books it helps you sharpen your mind and fine-tunes your thinking to be able to see how other people have done things and by reading those books it just instills in you an ability to generate innovative ideas based off what other people have actually put down in books and so that's another channel where you can get innovative ideas from now the next channel where you can get innovative ideas from is from nature from studying nature like plants animals, season. Now, in the book of Proverbs 6, from verse 6 to 8, Solomon said, go to the ants, you sluggard, and see how they provide their food in summer, and they store up during the harvest. Solomon was actually saying you can actually generate innovative ideas by studying nature, by studying ants, by studying plants, by studying birds, because there's a hidden communication that God has actually embedded in nature for all those who be sensitive enough and interested. For example, did you know that the law of gravity came by virtue of an apple falling from a tree. The story has it that Isaac Newton was sitting under a tree one day and an apple fruit fell on his head. And the moment that happened, it got him thinking and he began to ask himself, why did this fruit fall? Why did it fall downwards? Why didn't it fall in a different direction? And by observing that phenomenon in nature, it got him studying, it got him looking for answers and he was able to figure out the law of gravity. And that singular discovery has revolutionized the whole world in such a powerful way. So you can see how studying nature can actually stimulate innovative ideas. Another example is Orville and Wilbur Wright, the two brothers who invented the airplane. They were inspired by looking at the eagle and how the eagle actually flies. When they saw the way birds are able to move from one location to another without having to go on foot. Or without having to walk there, they told themselves that it was possible for humans to actually fly from one place to another without having to take the ship. And so that was how they were able to get the innovation for the airplane. They were inspired by studying the eagle, they were inspired by studying the birds. And so that's a sure and a solid channel where you can actually get innovative ideas for your business, for your career. You know, just studying nature, studying the environment, you'll be amazed at the inspiration and the insightful innovation that you come in contact with by just observing. The atmosphere, by studying the sea. And that's why the Bible actually tells us, go to the ants, you sluggard. Not calling you a sluggard, but you can actually learn and pick up some hidden communication that will inspire innovation for you by studying nature and studying your environment. Now, another channel where you can get innovative ideas from is by studying other innovators, observing other innovators, observing other problem solvers. And this is something I do in my own journey. This is something I do from time to time, you know, in my own innovative expedition, I learn from other people who have walked to work and who have done the thing that I'm trying to actually venture into. And that helps me to better prime myself up for success because as the saying goes, success leaves clues. So those are the clues I'm looking for when I study and observe other people who have actually succeeded in that thing before. I pick up those clues, I switch it up, I sprinkle some innovative juices into it, and then I adapt it to my own use case. And before you know it, I'm able to come up with something innovative by virtue of observing other people in their own journey. And that was what Isaac did when there was farming in Egypt. He studied Abraham, his father, how his father was able to actually get water from the ground by digging wells. And when the time came for him to actually get his flock to get water to drink or get his farm to have water to irrigate it, he used the same method, but this time he adapted it to his own use case in Egypt. And whenever he dug up the wells of his father, the Bible says that Egyptians will come and they will strive with him, they will fight with him, they will try to intimidate him. And he will leave that place and go to another place and use that same. Framework, dig up another well until he got to a place that he called Rehoboth and Beersheba, where he dug up wells that began to spring up water that he was able to use to actually get a hundredfold increase. So, the problem with many people is that they read scripture and they say, Oh, Isaac sold in that land and he reaped a hundredfold, and they do not try to study why he actually reaped a hundredfold. It was innovation that actually helped Isaac to reap a hundredfold in Egypt when there was farming. So, maybe you are in a business that there seems to be farming, you, you are in a career that there seems to be farming. Don't just sit there and say, oh, Isaac sold in that land and pay a hundredfold and not innovate. You want to figure out ways that you can think outside the existing tradition and break out of that box and innovate new ways of doing things or achieving results so that you can actually overcome that farming. That was what Isaac did. He observed his father, Abraham's method of digging up wells and bringing water from the ground, even in farming. And with that method, innovating and iterating on that idea brought Isaac the innovation that gave him the 100-fold increase. Now, another channel where you can get innovative ideas from is by studying real-time data. When I want to write a book, I try to investigate real-time information, real-time data about the topic. You know, what are people saying? What are people asking? Do people care about this topic? What are their problems? What can I speak to? And how can I help them overcome the problems they're having or answer the questions they're having about this topic? And by the real-time data that I'm able to gather around that topic or that subtopic, I'm able to innovate, I'm able to think of solutions to those problems and become a problem solver. And for you also in your industry, this is something that you can leverage. Study the real-time discussions that are going on in your office, study the real-time discussions that are going on in the market that you find yourself. Wherever you are, you want to do real-time data analysis and investigation so that you're able to know what's on ground and how you can bring in your own unique solution or strategy to leverage what is going on in the market or going on in the system where you find yourself. And this was something that helped Gideon. When God instructed Gideon to go to battle against the Midianites, Gideon needed, you know, some conviction, something to hold on to, some information to base his strategy on. And so God told him to go into the camp of the Midianites at night. And when Gideon did that, he was able to hear what the people in the camp of Midian were saying. And by listening to what they were saying, to their discussions, to the dreams they were having, he was able to get a feeler of the real-time discussions and the real-time data coming out of the camp of Midian. And even the Bible said that when Gideon heard that real-time communication, he was strengthened. So you see that real-time data can actually give you informed insight. It can strengthen you on a particular course. It can give you guided problem-solving abilities to approach a problem. And so when Gideon heard the communication coming out of the camp, he went back And he came up with a strategy and he was able to conquer the medianites by studying the real-time data, the real-time communication that were coming out of the camp of median. So, for you also in your business, you want to put your ears on the ground. If you have any reporting tool, you want to be able to analyze results and report so that you can make guided innovative decisions. Because the more you are able to get a grip of the data, the real-time data, the more innovative that you can get in finding better ways that you can actually solve the problem that you're trying to solve or improve the solution that. you're already deploying. I believe that this was valuable to you. If you liked what you heard, I want you to like and share this episode, subscribe to this channel, subscribe to this podcast. And if you're watching this on YouTube, hit the notification bell so that you'll be the first to know when a new episode drops. Thank you so much for listening. I want you to watch out for my next episode. My next episode is going to be showing you where you can get creative ideas from. So watch out so you don't miss it. See you next time. We are so thrilled to present to you Creativity Boost, an immersive journey designed to extract your superpowers, enhance your creative capacity, and empower you to master the business of your creativity. Don't miss an episode. We release new content every other Tuesday. Subscribe now and embark on this creativity adventure with us.